Hey, good afternoon, Pop fans. It's Bill from Pop Fan Rivalry, and I have another face, a new team that we haven't had in the clubhouse yet that I'm very, very excited about. I've got my friend Chris. Chris, how are you this afternoon? I'm doing good. Thanks, Bill. Thanks for having me. Oh, you bet. You bet. Chris and I have known each other for uh, several years, and he's got a team. He doesn't live in the current town that his team is, but he's got a team that we haven't discussed yet. And I am super excited to talk about this because he's got some history there. So, Chris, who's your team? My team, me and me and the four other uh, people in the rest of the world are is the Seattle Mariners. <laughs> four, you're giving them a lot of credit. Yeah, right. <laughs> Okay, so how do you become a Seattle Mariners fan? You know, that's a good, good, good question because I, I've got a lot of baseball history. My, my dad grew up in Rhode Island, actually. So his family, huge Boston Red Sox fans. And uh, my dad told me that he was actually, believe it or not, he was a Yankees fan growing up. So the only one now. So uh, he, he got a lot of a lot of heat for that. But um, my dad moved um, to uh, Washington after college. He got a job at Boeing. And, um, and that's where he met my mom. And so I grew up in the Seattle area, about half an hour north of Seattle. And uh, that was just my team. My dad didn't, you know, he, he became a Seattle fan. So I guess I became a Seattle fan too. So I, I was never a, a Red Sox or a Yankees fan. And I've, de I've definitely heard it from my family out East, but, uh, but yeah, I'm definitely a Seattle fan now because of that. So. Hey, that's fine. I interviewed a guy recently, a coach recently that grew up in the Detroit area um, was born in the Detroit area, lived there for six, 10 years of his life. And then they, they bounced around out West, but somehow or another, he grew up a Pirates fan being really? from Detroit. I have no idea how that works, but whatever, right. mm -hmm. you know, they got one of the best ballparks in America, but you know, they got to draw fans from other places. Yeah. Okay. True. So I love the fact that it's a family thing too. Every time we do these podcasts, it's always my dad, my uncle, my brother, my cousin, my aunt, whatever, um, which is awesome. So yeah. tell me, favorite player, past and present. Doesn't have to be a Mariner, but it can be past and present. I think it's I, th there is no past or present. It's just the one the who the man who should have gone down as the greatest of all time if it weren't for all of his injuries. And that would be Ken Griffey Jr. We all know it. Ken Griffey Jr. There's no doubt. Greatest swing ever. The man, I mean, he still hit six. I can't remember. Six hundred something home runs was injured a lot in his career. So that I think really took him down. But I mean, he was hitting mid fifties home runs in, in a season back in the day when, I, I mean, he didn't look like he was taking steroids and he's never been accused of taking steroids when the rest of them were taking steroids, you know? So um, just, just an incredible player, both offensively and defensively. I mean, just, he really was, I felt very lucky to grow up in a time where we got to see one of the greatest of all time who will ever play the game um, at his at his prime and being a Seattle Mariners fan in the in the mid to late 90s that was just something to, to behold when he was was there and uh, uh, yeah I was so happy when he did decide to end his career in Seattle even though you know by that by that time he uh, you know was um, had reached his uh, peak but uh, but he it was fun it was fun to, to see him end his career like that you know uh, being a being a Mariners fan and yeah just uh, I don't know if I could ever like anybody more than I ever liked uh, Ken Griffey Jr. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He, you know, anybody that's a Seattle fan has got to say him. And the, those teams in the mid to late nineties in Seattle were amazing. I mean, most folks don't realize that Randy Johnson was there. A-Rod was there. That's where A-Rod yeah. started his career. 
um, you know, because they think of guys like Jay Buhner, they think of guys like Edgar Martinez, right? But yeah. let's not forget, I mean, you know, who was the first to hug King Griffey when he crossed the plate um, in that playoff series? And it was A-Rod. Yeah, right? that's right. So, and I'll never forget. Here's a Griffey moment for you. I'll never forget this. This comes up on some of the funniest baseball moments that that'll happen. I'll never forget when A-Rod goes up to bat, and I can't remember who they were playing, but the opposing uh, team said, here, give me your bat. You know, something's wrong with your bat. So Griffey's on deck. He just grabs Griffey's bat. Griffey hands him his bat, and then he goes out the next pitch and it's home run. <laughs> so it definitely wasn't the bat. It was it was probably A-Rod that was doing it, but, you know, they couldn't hack it, right? right. I remember that, yeah. So, so yeah, so interesting, uh, interesting, interesting, interesting. I love it. Okay, so switch gears now. Switch from – Switch from players. Uh, do you, by the way, do you have a favorite player right now? Do you enjoy watching any specific player? You know, um, I, I, I definitely have not. I'm not as nearly as big of a baseball fan as I used to be. That's for sure. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that the Mariners haven't been the best team in the in the last 15, 20 years. Unfortunately, they they started to pick it up last year, and it got pretty exciting near the end of the season. But um, um, didn't quite make it to the playoffs, but hopefully they're going to turn it around this year. But um, uh, I'm sorry, say that the question one more time. I lost. Do you my have head. a current favorite player or somebody you enjoy watching? I, um, I, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't like. I said I don't follow the game as much as I do, but I, I really, I think Mike Trout is a pretty impressive player. I think he's pretty similar in, in his abilities compared to, to Griffey from back in the day. So he's a uh, um, definitely probably one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, that's that's probably a good call right there. And I like, um, and I like, and I know some people would think this would be controversial, but I think I like Bryce Harper because of, I think of his passion. I think he really, you know, he's just one of those guys that shows it. You know, he, he gets goes out there and he, he gives it all, he gives his all every single game. So I think he's also another uh, player that I, I enjoy watching too. Yeah, yeah, Bryce Harper's fun. Um, the uh, one, did you hear about the? I'm going to call it the Otani rule. Did you hear about the Otani rule that they just, they just brought up in baseball? No, I haven't heard yet. So the MLBPA voted on it and it's now a rule that if you're a pitcher um, and you get taken out from pitching, you can still come in as a DH. Oh, (laughs) that works good for, I mean, because that works good for one player, right? But the Angels don't want to see him get taken out of the game. All right, you pitched seven innings. We still want you to bat in the eighth. Yeah. Here's our rule. <laughs> so it's pretty good, pretty awesome, awesome. So let's switch from from favorite players to ballparks. Which ballparks have you been to? So I've been to the Kingdom back in the day. Ooh. Safe Cofield, which I don't think it's called Safe Cofield anymore. I can't remember what it's called in Seattle. Um, and then when I was probably about 10 years old, my, my uh, dad, my uncle, and my grandfather brought me to Fenway. I got to go to a game in Fenway, watch the Red Sox play the White Sox. And at the time, I was a, a big uh, White Sox, not really a White Sox fan. I liked, I liked the Big Hurt. So I, I had a White Sox hat and a White Sox jersey. And, uh, and uh, yeah, that, that was pretty fun. I wore that to, to Fenway. So that was pretty fun. But I'm sure they loved you there, didn't they? Like, <laughs> yeah, thankfully I was 10, so they weren't too mean to me. But <laughs> I was just going to say, thankfully you were a kid. <laughs> oh, awesome. Um, but that, so, uh, that, oh, sorry. I was going to say that, that was cool because we also, 
I think that same summer we got to go to Cooperstown. Um, so that was a pretty neat experience as well, just to walk through the hall of fame and, and check out all the memorabilia and all, and all the historic stuff. And, and, um, yeah, I just see stuff from back in Babe Ruth's time and Mickey Mantle and all the, all the greats back in the day. It was pretty, pretty neat experience as well. So that, that's, the, that's one of the neat things about having family out East is all the, the cool history from all those historic things out there. So I bet, I bet double day field, right? Yeah, that's right by uh right by uh, the hall of fame yeah but love it so what was your favorite ballpark that you visited or that you've been to i'd say gosh you know to be honest I, the, the kingdom was pretty i mean it there was it, it wasn't pretty by any means you know it was astroturf it was but it was when it when it was a good game when there were a lot of fans and it was loud you know seattle the 12th man every you know everybody knows seattle is known for being loud and just good fans and um and man what it got it would get so loud in there when it when it was um a good when uh when i went to a good game and that was always a really cool experience to go to to go to one of those games fenway was a very cool thing i think i would have appreciated it more if i was a little bit older you know just the history of being in fenway and on the history of that but um and safeco is a beautiful field too what is it called now do you know i can't i believe it is still safeco yeah Oh, okay. I thought they were switching it up, but, um, uh, yeah, that's a beautiful park with the, the train running right by it and, and everything is, that's a beautiful place to be too. So they're all, bucket they're list. all ways. Yeah. Bucket list. So you yeah. got, you got unlimited resources, you got unlimited time, your family's available to go with you. What five parks are you going to? Oh, five, man. Don't, don't do that to me. Um, <laughs> I, I, Number one would be uh, just probably Wrigley Field for the history of it. You know, yeah. I think number one, I'd love to, I'd love to, um, to do Boston again. Um, I'd love to do New York. Um, I think Philadelphia would be a neat one to go to as well. Let's see who else would I. Um, you know, stadium, of for, course. For you, hey, for just to, to make you feel good, I'm going to say Dodger Stadium. So, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, you better say that. Otherwise, all of a sudden, it'd be like, Chris, Chris, where'd you go? Hello, Chris, I can't hear you. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, the yeah. um, those are some good ballparks. I've been to New Yankee Stadium, and it's fun. Um, if you ever make it up to Oakland, you've got to see the Oakland Coliseum. It's not to offend A's fans, but it's probably one of the worst ballparks I've been to. You have to see it because it's a football field made into a baseball field. It's it's very very unique um if you're down in florida and you go to tampa um that is a lot like the old kingdom a lot really yeah the the roof is light so if you go during the day the ball blends in with the ceiling and you see outfielders (laughs) that are busy outfielders looking up for the ball going where's that um but it's it's a it's a unique stadium in the sense that you feel like you're really inside you really feel like you're inside the stadium and so um, if you make it out there, that's you got to gotta give that a try. I've always wanted to see Coors. I want to see mile, you know, mile high above water. And I want to see this, this place where the ball just flies out of the yard like crazy. Yeah, that would be cool too. Also, I think on the opposite spectrum, uh, San Francisco would be pretty cool too. Seeing them hit home runs into the ocean. That's pretty neat. Yeah, I've been there and it, it's pretty cold even, you know, in the summertime because it's, right on the bay and so it's it's not as cold as the old ballpark candlestick but it's 
it's cold. It, it yeah. And being a Dodger fan, yeah. get down seventy or something like that. Because yeah, that because yeah. <laughs> here in Michigan, where I live now, it's um, thirty-two degrees and sleeting outside. So <laughs> yeah, in, in late uh, March. Yes. So I have to tell you, funny. Have you ever been down to Comerica yet? No, I haven't actually. Uh, no, I haven't. No, we never did go. So I went to the old Tiger Stadium in 98. Oh, cool. um, and back then you had to order tickets like call up. It wasn't the internet type thing. So I called up and the lady was all excited. She says, we got a new series coming in with the Anaheim Angels. I'm like, oh, man. I'm 10 minutes away from there. Yeah. Can you bring <laughs> some other team in? She's like, it doesn't yeah. work that way. Uh, but I went to Old Tiger Stadium and it was a gem because it was old. But Co-America, I have to tell you, Chris, it was hilarious. There's a, there's a um, parking structure that I want to say was in the, the right center field area. I, I don't remember exactly, but it's a parking structure where you can park for the game. And I was early. And so I'm walking across the street and a cop stops me and he says, Hey, how you doing? And I said, good. He says, Hey, you're not planning on walking back by yourself. Are you? I said, I'm hoping to walk back with like 20,000 of my favorite, my closest friends. And he goes, yeah, in this neighborhood at night, you don't want to walk back by yourself. Yes, sir. Got it. Got it. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, right. all right. So even though you're not following baseball as much as you once did, because you've got a, a pretty jam-packed life, what are you looking forward to most about the 2022 season? I'm looking forward to the fact that the Mariners actually have a legit chance of making the playoffs this year. I'm excited about that. I think they do have, they made some roster moves this off season that I think are going to help them. Um, I think, Watching them at the end of the year, you could just see that that uh, that excitement in the in the players, that passion that you know is is often missing in, in a lot of teams. But you could tell that they are they really do want. It's more than just they're out there for the money; they're out there to, to win too. So I'm excited to to see uh, to see that to see them hopefully break that long. I don't know, is it like 20 years now of no playoffs? Um, it'd be really exciting to, to see that. I still remember. I think it was the 2001 season where the Mariners won the most games ever in the regular season by, by any team. And then oh, I think they yeah. lost the first uh, to the A's. I think, I think they lost to the A's in the first uh, round. For sure. Yeah. That was 16 games. They won. Yeah. Now have you, yeah. have you, have you taught your little ones yet the love of the game or are we going to start working on that? No, we're working on that. Yeah. We, um, my oldest, you know, a few years back played, uh, um, played T-ball for the first time and he, he liked that. And then in the last year's COVID and everything messed things up too. But, uh, but we, he loved, they love to, in the summertime, they love to get out in the backyard, especially at their grandparents' house and we'll throw them the ball and they'll hit and hit, hit and we'll play catch. And, um, hopefully we'll get them back into playing some team sports here soon. But, uh, yeah, they both, they both uh, love to, to swing the bat and, my oldest, he's got it. He's got a, he's got a, my, my youngest has the better arm. I feel like and the oldest, uh, so at 10 and six and the oldest, he can, he can smack that ball pretty good if he wants to. So, so you got a DH and you got an outfielder. That's there right. Yeah. There you go. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, well, I'm excited to the, the season's exciting to me. Cause it's to me, baseball and, and you'll appreciate this. And it's probably the same thing for you, Chris. I mean, I, I know a little bit about, how life rolls for you and to me baseball represents just the few minute break that we all need the reset button that we all need right you come home from a long day you go grab a 
a glass of water out of the refrigerator, a quick snack or something like that. And then you could turn on the game for 15 minutes and watch an inning or two and be happy. Just be, okay, I'm done. I, I accomplished everything I wanted to accomplish. We're good to go. And so um, that's what I'm looking forward to is, especially coming out of this COVID stuff is just to be able to just relax, right? And just be able to have a good time. That's good. Yeah, I, I feel like that has been, as I've gotten older, you know, when I was younger, I remember just being a super fan and like, it would destroy my week if they lost or, you know, things like that. It'd be devastating. I remember, and this isn't baseball related, but I remember the Seattle Sonics, uh, Sean Camp, Gary Payton were the, uh, the number one seed and they lost to Denver in the first round. That was the first time a one ever lost to an eight. And I, I mean, I was just devastated. I mean, just devastated for like a week. I mean, it just killed me. <laughs> so, so I, that as I've gotten older though, I've sort of, I've been able to move past that of being just a, a super fan and, and realize that it is just a game, but it also is something that can is fun and it allows you to, to be feel like you're a part of something. And, but also, um, but also just like you said, helps you to relax, helps you, makes you smile when your team's doing good. And if they're not, well, you can say, Oh, there's always next year. <laughs> yeah. I have some, I have some friends I grew up with that I've known 40 years. I grew up with them. They, they were in my dad's neighborhood and uh, they're huge Dodger fans like I am. And, and we all kind of talked after the 17 world series, after the Dodgers lost to the Astros. And we just kind of shook our head and said, Hey, what's going on with one of them took a couple of days off. He had to mentally get back because it's just a buildup. I, I know you're a Mariners fan. You know, world series of <laughs> but anyways, um, <laughs> So he had to take a couple of days off. And then when we found out what they were doing and how they had won, I mean, he's ready to torch anything, uh, anything Astros. I mean, he's, he, I interviewed the sweetest, nicest gal that um, for the podcast. And she is, she's phenomenal. Um, she's out of Houston and um, she has this shirt that says y'all still mad. And, <laughs> And so I told him about that and he had some, he put a, a series of words together that a sailor would have gone, Ooh, I've never done that before. <laughs> and so it was awesome. Well, Chris, thanks for being in the clubhouse. I love having you. You're, you're easy to talk to and, and a Mariners fan. We found one of the four apparently, as Chris said. You did. I don't know where they are, but they're out there somewhere. <laughs> we'll, we'll find them. We'll find them. Chris, thanks for joining the clubhouse. Top fans. Uh, this is Chris. We'll probably have him back on again in another episode or two where we can talk a little bit more about what's happening. Um, feel free to make any comments uh, after the it's been uploaded. Feel free to tell us what we missed. Tell us what you think about Seattle fans. Let us know on Instagram what we missed and we'll take it from there. But Chris, thanks for being in the clubhouse and let's do this again. Yeah. Sounds good. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. No problem.